louder. Welcome back, guys, to the NXT Evolution, Episode 10. I am your host, Eddie Shepard, along with... Uh, A-Dub Bash and Travis Lasseter. Oh, my God. So, we have a lot of stuff to talk about, guys. Really quick, going back to wrestling recommendations, there's a fact that we left out about Jimmy Del Rey. Yeah, we we found that out after we recorded the episode. Uh, Apparently, uh, Kevin Nash says on his uh, 1995 timeline that old... Jimmy Del Rey got in trouble for uh, inappropriately uh, sexual sexually assaulting a woman in like California, and Tatanka got blamed for it, and that's why he got suspended in that. So the gist of what I got out of it is they they H bombed her, mm-hmm. or Jimmy Del Rey H bombed her, um, pulling an old Cosby as I call it, and he shaved the side of her head. And there was a bunch of blood on the wall, and they don't know where that came from. But they're saying that it was possibly she was on her period. Because what uh, Kevin Nash, uh, <laughs> your face over there, <laughs> just stated. Or whatever it said. But yeah, Jimmy Del Rey, not, not, maybe not the man so we were bragging about. When we, when we bring up uh, King of the Ring 95 on our next episode of Wrestling Ruined, we will talk about that. And actually, Tatanka got suspended for it, and that is the reason why Jimmy Del Rey was let go, and we Dr. Tom becomes Skip of the Body Dons later on. And we get uh, Jimmy Graffiti in WCW later on. They don't care. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't care who they hired. I mean... Still, great match. Steiner Brothers Heavenly Bodies, great match, great recommendation. We've added more matches to the list. We have added more matches to the list. Uh, good old, uh, was it? You said Vengeance, Benoit and Guerrero 03. Yeah, it's the um, finals of the uh, first time they had the U.S. title. Well, technically the WWE U.S. title. The, the, when they brought it back. Um, finals. And then also added uh, Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle from SummerSlam 02. And I did not tell you this one. Uh, did uh, Rey and Edge versus Angle and Benoit from No Mercy, the tag team uh, finals from the SmackDown tag titles. There's also a triple threat tag team match at Survivor Series 02. I, I have that one on there as well. I, don't know. I thought that one was on the list already. Yeah, I already had that one on there. So that list keeps growing, guys. So I almost thought about Travis. I know it's fun to do the NXT shows, but literally having just a side show called Wrestling Recommendations. We'll have to talk about that. Maybe something we look into because we have so many matches on that list. Well, and it's, it's snackable content, so you can release it. I mean, once a week pretty much or something, and people can watch a 30-minute match or... Or man, matches are only 30 minutes. The, the podcast might be 30, 45 minutes. And you're like, boom, that was good. That was a good match. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, I like it. Nom, 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 nom. So, and big weekend of wrestling kind of starting off with uh, The Clash of the Castle. Did yeah. you get to watch it? I, uh, I've i got to keep up with it on Twitter while I was um, uh, doing other things. But I have watched certain matches back. I thought people give shit for Roman Reigns re- retaining the title at Clash of, Clash of the Castle. But... Uh, the build made Drew McIntyre, McIntyre look like a star. I disagree with people hating on Roman Reigns for retaining the belt there. I think there's something bigger in the works there. And for Roman to, for Roman not just to squash Drew McIntyre and it was a competitive match and it was a good match and it debuted 
a new part of the bloodline. I, I thought it was a good match. I like the ending. I just don't think you're going to give Drew, even if it was in, you know, the UK, it's going to be a pop for one night for Drew McIntyre. There's a bigger story to be told with Roman Reigns. In the man-slapping, man-meat match of Sheamus and fucking... I did watch that. Gunther. I actually left, I left that on for the dogs while I was gone, and I was like, it's probably not a good match to leave on for them because all the smacking and yelling and stuff that may start trying to reenact while I was gone, so I'd turn it off, but... Hell of a hell of a hoss fight there. Hell yeah, of a hoss fight. and then we get the cool contradiction uh, Sunday at Worlds Collide with Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes. That match was pretty damn mm-hmm. good. Um, the the whole um, not being an WWE stand here, the the whole package they put together for Clash at the Castle and also uh, uh, Worlds Collide. Collide. It's pretty damn good. I, I I thought overall it was a really good weekend of wrestling for them. Um, Worlds collide. People can say that the UK guys didn't shine or they didn't retain the belt, but like I feel like the whole NXT UK thing ending was kind of a, a, a rapid thing because they just cl- just crowned Tyler Bate the new champion. So like I think that was they're planning for NXT Europe and all that stuff. But I thought those guys looked good. I mean, your NXT UK tag team, if you think about it, is a tag champs now. Pretty deadly was the tag team for them first before they came to. Yeah, dude, put a, you gotta put over the Creed brothers. They they were fucking awesome. They, are great. they did that spot where he like did a, a suplex and they were on the ground and they both he stood up and from the, the ground it was, it was fantastic. I uh, Miko Satomura. She she was she was awesome. They did she didn't take the pin. That was good. I think that's why Blair Davenport was put in there is because they didn't want Satomura to take the the, the pin. I think they're going to keep her strong for when NXT Europe does come back. She had a great ma- she had a great match against uh, uh, Roxy Perez on uh, just uh, last night on NXT. Yeah, and then um, I mean, kind of following up, that up on Monday, uh, Kevin Owens and Austin Theory, who got his first name back, great fucking match there. I, th- I feel like WWE since Triple H has come back has put out quality show after quality show. And I hope to see it continue. I mean, we're not trying to suck the D of WWE right now, but it is night and day from where it was to what it is now. In just weeks. And sure, there's some things like, oh, well, maybe Damage Control should have won the tag titles. But I think they will win the tag titles, but it's going to set up for Sasha Sasha and Naomi to come back or or something like that. I mean, I I love the Dexter Loomis stuff with The Miz. Fucking great. great. Um, Johnny Gargano hasn't they he hasn't wrestled. People were bitching like, "Oh, he came back he hasn't on wrestled. Monday. This he's, next Monday he's, he's wrestling back. this Monday." But <clears throat> see, that's the thing they can they're spreading it out now, where it's not the same matches every week. But now you got people complaining that they're not seeing the oh, dude, people we, they want to see. We didn't even mention also. I mean, uh, Riddle and Seth Rollins, Rollins, another great match. Another great match. Great promos leading up to it. All that good shit, man. Um, and then we'll, we'll move to AEW really quick. Uh, AEW had their show. Biggest oh, thing I can say, 15 matches in one night, it's a little much. When your show's ending at midnight, uh, I, th- I think you need to cut it down just a little bit. Like, there's matches, like the whole Christian and... Jungle Boy thing could have waited. Th- th- there's a lot of those matches that are like five-minute-long matches. They, they could have they trimmed some of that down. Well, and and not to hate it, not to just feel like we're bashing AEW here. Um, we'll save that for a, a special shoot interview this weekend. Uh, pew pew bang bang. Um, but, uh, man, I, I kept up with that show just because Tony Khan hyped it. It's going to be their biggest show. And, like, 
I just didn't see it. Like, the best match on the card was probably the tag match with Swerve and the Acclaim. But if you're looking at it being a tag match, it really wasn't because they just pretty much did Lucha style the whole time and they didn't tag in and out. And I mean, I don't know. For him to hype it up, this is going to be their best show ever. I didn't feel like it lived up to the hype. The, the, there was too many matches. They were too short. The booking decisions on the ends were were kind of weird. Um, the only match going, I the only match I've watched because I, I got to watch, uh, sit around at work on yesterday, which we're recording this the day before this episode releases. Um, I watched the Moxley uh, Punk match, and I just out of context. Actually, it was Monday night. I watched it, it was Monday night, and um, out of context, I wanted to watch it. Um, just because I was curious, and I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was terrible. It told a good story. Um, I thought it was, it was it was solid. I mean, and like I said, not trying to bash AEW here, but the problem to me is, I and mean, even you could hear the crowd, they sound like they're fucking wore out. And these are the same guys that kind of gave WrestleMania shit for doing the exact same thing, and then they split it into two nights. Yep, and then they, they said they wouldn't go so long, they wouldn't have that many matches, and all this other stuff. But then the pro- my problem with the main event for that show was the bullshit they pulled two weeks before where Sam put, couldn't wrestle, couldn't put any weight on his foot, couldn't twist it. Then he comes out and puts out a 20-minute 20, 20 match on the same damn foot. And then gets hurt in the match. And then gets hurt in the match. <laughs> but, like, I mean, the, the booking up to it was so fucking dumb. And then you got Pac or, or Pac having his match with Kip Sabian. Where the hell does Kip – how does Kip Sabian get a top shot? He's not wrestled in fucking – Almost two years. You don't understand work. And then you have a casino battle battle royal ladder match where people are entering every two minutes, but the per- whoever's in the match can win it at any time. That was dumb because why would you not just run out and take and, and take over the match? And then you have tag teams fighting each other in the match. Then you have the Blackpool Combat Club, like their ROH titles mean nothing. And then uh like why are and then you have that whole Joker thing, which turned out to be MJF, which the ending like promo thing was cool, but the problem was is like why did the match even matter? You know, like it didn't matter in the end. Like those all those guys did all that stuff, and then Stokely Hathaway comes out, has his crew beat them down, and then. MJF just comes to lighter. Yeah, you get the big pop at the end of MJF, but what overshadowed all of that? Which no one's talking about any of the rest of the show because of the freaking media scrum where... The CM whole, Punk the whole, went fucking hard. The whole AEW world got turned upside down, and now there's all the stuff where they're talking about there's no problems in the locker room, everybody loves each other, it turns out to be a load of horse shit in the end. Yeah, but, so kind of touch on all of it really quick and then we can kind of wrap this up and get rolling on this episode so CM Punk alleges that Adam Page Hangman Page went into business for himself in the promo with one another um, building up to their title match um, was it Adam Page maybe just trying to add more oomph to their feud make the match you know feel like it means something more absolutely that's probably the case but in the promo Adam Page says that he's he's doing this match for everybody in AEW, and that's why you know Punk feels like he took it upon himself to say those kind of things and kind of get himself over. Yeah. And um, flash forward to what is going on, and we see um, CM Punk kind of not holding anything back. Well, he goes in on the uh, goes in on. Um the media and everything that's there 
and all that good stuff, which uh, I guess he just had to get it off his chest that the media had uh, said a lot of untrue things, which now it's coming out that the Bucks weren't even the ones that reported that stuff to Meltzer and Brian Alvarez. And he thought that they were as well. Well, at least that's what Meltzer and Alvarez say. But who well, then why does he say who the fuck did it? Yeah. What's Meltzer? What's Meltzer holding Meltzer back and saying, "Hey, this is who told me this. Who told unless you then, motherfucker?" It, unless it's Tony Khan himself. And because Tony Khan, you know, Meltzer and them have like sucked his D since day one since this promotions came around. But he calls out Colt Cabana and talks about how Colt Cabana has a fucking uh, checking account with his mom and all this other stuff and. Like starts bringing up the lawsuit from years prior, and I guess the the gist of the locker room was mad because if it, it felt like um, Colt Cabana was going to get released because Punk was there, like they weren't going to renew his contract, and then all of a sudden, like the like the last minute he gets retired, he gets he gets re-signed, but he gets re-signed to Ring of Honor, which technically, as Jim Cornette says, is a non-existent company. It's like the belts; they're just props for that. They're they don't even have a show. They're not a real company anymore. Um, but then it goes into that. The, that but before 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 we kind of move past Colt Cabana, yeah. move on to what he says about the young books and stuff. Uh, Colt Cabana, fact or fiction here? Colt Cabana is helping draw one of your biggest crowds in AEW history. Probably not on the backside of things. CM Punk, he has helped do that. So. Here's the thing. If anybody has any issues with them releasing Colt Cabana, that's Colt Cabana's issue, not yep. Punk's. Yes. So, but that, we, but anybody that knows their history knew when Punk came in there that Colt Cabana wasn't going to be featured in a program or anywhere near a CM Punk anything because of their past history, which, I mean, that's Tony Khan's decision to make. I mean, he should have been like, listen, I'm going to hire CM Punk. If you don't like it, cool. But I feel like he can help the company. And then he'd be like, Punk, Colt Cabana was here before you. He's helping the people in the back. Y'all don't have to interact with each other. Whatever. Like, the biggest problem here, and I know we're jumping around a little bit, is Tony Khan has no control over his company or he has no control over his company or his roster. And it, it really shows the other night because instead of stopping Punk or being like, hey, man, maybe this isn't the time, he just sits there and blindly nods along, like, "Oh, okay, everything's cool. That's true. That's true." Like, I mean, it makes it look like he thinks the same things Punk does. He's not stopping him. He's not saying, "Hey, man, maybe we'll talk about this in private." He just lets him go off. And part of that could part of that could be getting the attention he thought this would, but then it's kind of black, backfired on him. With yeah, everything. and we kind of talked about, it, you know, so of course, you know, Punk makes uh, comments about the Young Bucks. Uh, he makes comments about Kenny Omega calling them v, uh, the EVPs, which is that's their title, saying that um, they think they're back in Reseda, which is a knock towards uh, Paris and Gorilla, uh, and also says that they couldn't even manage a target, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Calls Adam Pain, Hang, Hangman Page an empty-headed fuck. Yeah. Like, no brain. If you had to fuck the jeopardize the, the, um, the million dollar, the first million dollar house, which was built on his back, which that, that comes across very self serving there. Don't get me wrong. CM Punk probably helped draw that house, but it, it kind of put down everybody else in that locker room when he says that. Which, if there, if he didn't have dance partners or a locker room that he wanted to go work with, then he wouldn't have been there. So, I mean, I, I can see both sides of it, but both people, both sides are at fault, no matter what. And, 
Punk went punk, punk went hard, and it, it makes for good sound bites, but it could have single handedly just divided and destroyed a locker so, room. So story, I mean, this all could be a fucking work. It could. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know. Uh, if it, if it's a work, it's very elaborate, and I'll give them that. If that's the case, so if that's the case, kudos to you guys. But How- it goes back on one of their commandments of when they started the company that they wouldn't work the boys or the fans. So Tony Khan's. The the big story to me coming out of it is uh, apparently there was a scuffle in the back from what reports are coming out that Punk was in his locker room with Ace Steel. Ace Steel's uh, wife was back there with uh, uh, Larry the dog, CM Punk's dog. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Young Bucks were knocking on the door and allegedly kicked the door in. Did they slap their leg when they kicked it in? That made me laugh. Yeah, that made me laugh. Uh, And there was a scuffle. Apparently, it was just arguing. And then um, something happened to the effect where Ace still felt like they were making, you know, getting too close to his wife. So he threw a chair and hit one of the young bucks and may have knocked him out, which I think is fucking hilarious that someone just hucked a chair, like hoofed a fucking chair over. Matt Jackson got punched in the face a few times by Punk, apparently. Um, and then Kenny Omega got bit by Ace Steel. Like, I really wish there was a fucking camera for all of this. And um, Which, my thing is, they talked about how they suspended them and then the agents that tried to break it up. Why suspend the agents that tried to break it up? Yeah. Like, why suspend Christopher Daniels? Why suspend um, Pat Buck, people that were there, like, trying to trying to defuse the situation? Yeah, I've also heard that Brandon Cutler was also trying to defuse the situation, and he also got suspended. I think possibly that they're they're doing this as a way to tell the network, hey, we uh, we did everything we could. Everybody had been reprimanded that was involved. Um, but now the story coming out is Ace Steel is probably going to get fired, and Punk's either going to have to be suspended or uh, fired as well. And um, all, with, with all, him being hurt, he's also going to have to vacate the title again. And all of this while <coughs> you're trying to convince the company that just bought your network that you're a viable stable promotion that they can keep on their airwaves, which to me it is the only reason I still think this could be a work is because why do this? Why not stop punk? Like, Man, you're jeopardizing our television future, things like that. I mean, they could suspend these people, but like, it's like when they suspended Eddie Kingston and over to Sammy Guevara stuff. You he know, apologized. He, he apologized. Then he still got a match. They both yeah, got a match. Yeah. Like I just, to me, I, I hope for the sake of their credibility it isn't a work because going forward, if it turns out to be a work, their fans will probably never trust anything they ever say again. I, I feel like it'd be the opposite. I feel like the fans are like, oh, the God is so good. I just yeah. how I feel. Uh, like I said, not being a WWE stan, but like, I, I just think the whole thing, to me, it's all funny. Like, I think yeah. it's funny that, that Punk was shit talking them. And like, if it is a work, that's great. If not, people can think what they want about Punk. To me, whole situation is hilarious. And, um, AEWCW. Yeah, and somebody, uh, the perfect thing was, uh, I've always wondered what uh, it would have been like if WCW would have been around if social media existed, and now I know. So that's, it's it's a pretty telling thing. If they Russo this, though, like if this all turns into a swerve, bro, I swear, man, like I I feel like you'll have a subsect that'll be like, oh man, they got me so good, but then you're going to have that section that right now is super pissed with the way people were acting. They'll be like, this is bullshit. You lied to us. Oh, you'll get that too. I so got this like, idea, man. So they've been suspended, but they're going to come back through the crowd and they're going to have these letters on their chest and it's going to be an N and a W and an O and it's going to stand for New World Order. Organization. 
Yeah, you really got to go change a little bit. Yeah. Like, because they'll come back and be like, we're rebelling against Tony Khan because he suspended us and he wouldn't listen He's to us. He's a CM Punk guy. And it's going to be an all, they'll, they'll merge together because they were both punished unjustly and then you'll have cancer flowing through the organization. And then MJF will be the one trying to fight them off. Oh my God, we just booked the, <laughs> just we booked the, the next, next six months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to the races, boys. Oh, man. Uh, right before we hopped into this episode, I also got to see Ghost mm-hmm. uh, with uh, the lovely wife, and they fucking rule. It was an awesome show. Listen I, to Ghost, guys. I didn't um, I didn't do anything, really, last weekend. It must be nice. No. And I, the said, kids, I said work on stuff. And the kids started their sports full on, so we got, we've been busy doing that. But now, guys, we've ate up. You know, twenty minutes of time here. Uh, we're going to take a. Sh- you know, that's Travis's opinion, but I agree. Uh, we're going to go to our break, and go to our ads, and we will be right back with you. Next Generation Wrestling brings some of the most talked about and star-studded professional wrestlers from around the world. Based out of East Tennessee, NGW is becoming one of the most sought-after independent wrestling promotions in the past four years. Witness NGW Live or on demand on the High Spots Wrestling Network streaming app. Follow us on social media platforms at NextGenTN. Oh, hello. Do you know about Project Louder? Well, let me tell you. Project Louder is home to 16 of the finest podcasts a nerd could possibly procure. They have a show for everyone. Whether you're into horror films, modeling comics, 90s kid shows, or that weird tentacle-filled subgenre you search for at 3 in the morning. So head on over to projectlouder.net and treat yourself to something truly exquisite. We believe the mat is sacred. Honor is real. And everything is discussed under pure rules. My name is Ryan, one half of the Wrestling Purist Podcast. We review all things wrestling and don't pull any punches. We do an episode every Sunday where we go back and watch a pre-2020s pay-per-view and then talk about it in the segment we call the Retro Review. I also do an episode every Friday morning in our WIN series. WIN just stands for Weekend News. It gives me an opportunity to freely shoot on 10 news topics from the past week. I also do pay-per-view predictions and reactions to large breaking news stories like Tony Khan being the new owner of Ring of Honor Wrestling. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Check out our Twitter page at the WP underscore pod. That's T-H-E-W-P underscore P-O-D for all updates. Our pinned tweet has other links as well, like our merch store and how to support our show directly. Remember, whether you agree with us or not, we're right because we are the wrestling purists. And we're back. Travis, you ready to roll? Hell yeah, man. Let's see uh, let's see Gender cut a great promo here. You're a liar. Guys, we're going to go over the episode, the next episode of the NXT experience here with us. It's going to be from August 22nd, 2012, Season 6, Episode 10. I'm going to say 3, 2, 1, play. 
and we'll get rolling. Out of context here for anybody but Eric, but uh, fuck Ryback. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. Fireworks. Fireworks. Just like what happened to the locker room agent. McGillicuddy one hand would have handled this. <laughs> You're right, because he's an agent. <laughs> hey, yeah. What a uh, what a wild weekend for wrestling. Like I, I don't can't remember a weekend being that wild. Look at this no. fucking. Oh, that, there's a uh, Aubrey Marie. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god! I know I say it every episode, Travis, but this uh, this entrance rules. I enjoy it. As it is weird we have not seen or heard from Bray Wyatt since he debuted. Yeah, he had that one match and that was it. And that's not a tag team anymore. Yeah, there's a t- yeah. They immediately put uh, Craven the Hunter Leo Kruger in there, and he Already? hasn't even had a match yet. We get Byron Saxton and Regal on commentary tonight. Look at this crowd, Travis. He looks like Shane McMahon. Shaw, Shaw. Sam Shaw. There's <laughs> somebody wearing a chicken head down there. Chicken. His tap out shirts. Oh, there he is. Wow. Let's go, Ono. Oh, my God. It's that new CM Punk shirt. Did she travel to 2022 and then go back to 2012 and wear that shirt? Yeah, you're right. First match tonight, we get Derek Bateman taking on Antonio Cesaro. I hate Derek Bateman. He's so bland. However, Byron calls him charismatic. No, he does I he, mean, really he really does. does. He yeah. really does. It's terrible, though. Here's Chris Russo. If, if you want a good laugh at Derek Bateman, though, look up the... Uh, <laughs> World's Strongest Man Scent commercial. Oh, God. Didn't you send it to me? I sent it to you. Oh, my God. It's so bad. Fucking Chris Russo out here with his ill-fitting gray suit. Oh, it's so... It's so, it's so bad. It's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> what is it? Are you strong enough is how it ends. But, like, apparently Brian Gwart said Vince McMahon wrote that and was really proud of it. And it is terrible. And and Mark Henry's trying to do the read for it. And he's doing nothing but, like, giggling throughout the entire thing. Have you ever wanted to be strong? Powerful, physically impressive. <laughs> of course you have. Slap. So have I. <laughs> That's why we here at the Derek Bateman Institute have created this cologne. World's strongest man. Now I've been told it is derived from the actual sweat glands of the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And with just one spray, he'll be overwhelmed by the powerful musk. Of Mark himself. As he, like, Warning, almost looks like that up here. cause aggressive sexual behavior if used within 50 feet of a hippopotamus. It may cause dizziness and pot belly pigs. He's starting to laugh. This product also may cause hypertension in mosquitoes, wasps, or bumblebees. <laughs> <laughs> are you strong enough? And oh, Vince McMahon thought that was great. Michael <laughs> Cole's face when they come back from commercials is like, what the hell? It's so bad. Oh, we do get Cesaro here. Cesaro here. I can't talk, guys. With his rugby tape. Yeah, oh, he had the shittiest intro. Like and that his music, music suck. It's like da 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 da. Yeah, kinda, that's before he got he gets the like Swedish rapping music. Yeah, really good. Oh my god. Uh, EC3's actually been in the news a lot lately with the whole Velveteen Dream thing. We'll get to that really quick. Uh, Regal calls Cesaro the ultimate catcher. Yep, which I was about to bring up because uh, 
That's what they uh, they call uh, good wrestlers in England, I guess, is catchers. Catchers, catch cameras. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Velveteen D, Dream, trying to record people's dicks. We're being a weirdo. Yeah, uh, so apparently at a, uh, EC3 threw a party. Oh, God. Uh, that slingshot was... was I think it was in that turnbuckle, and he didn't. Uh, EC3 threw a party. He basically said there was cocaine at this party. There was drinking at this party. Uh, he went to go take a piss and went into the uh, bathroom and realized uh, Velveteen Dream um, had left... Is it Patrick Clark that's his real name? Yeah, Patrick, Patrick Clark. That, he left his phone in there recording as people would go in there and use it. So he said he's a pretty strange cat. Pretty weird guy, man. Uh, just saying... Uh, you know what? I've, 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 never, I've, I've never... I've never been to a party where someone tried to record my dick. That you know what? <laughs> I hope not. It'd be really disappointing. Regal says something super interesting here because they do a bunch of like uh, quick pins. And I've never thought about this. He says, you know, sometimes you aren't going to win the match, but it takes a lot of energy out of your opponent to kick out. No. It makes a lot of fucking sense. I, I love William Regal on commentary. Um, I really hope if anyone leaves AEW and comes back to the WWE, it is Mr. William Regal. Because I feel like he has a position right beside Triple H waiting on him. Oh, yes. If he comes back. And I, he even does great commentary on AEW. Don't get me wrong there, but like, I just feel like... Him right here in NXT, this was his element trying to put over why these guys are doing what they're doing and trying to build these characters up. Because you got to think, William Regal was 13 years old when he started, and he never had anybody build him up like no. this. So he's trying to build these guys up. And he, do, he does a great job. He really puts over Cesaro like he was a future world champion, which is what Jim Ross called him every time he saw him. Now, you ever heard um, the story about how Cesaro got to like the States that he like walked like... It was like 10 miles or something like that. It was, like, it was a ridiculous amount to go to a training school, and I believe Riggle was there. I can believe that. It's a, it's a pretty interesting story. I'll have to find it so we can talk about I it here soon. I say, though, Antonio Cesaro has, or Claudio Castagnoli, whatever you want to call him, has not changed. Not aged. At all since this. He has the same hairline. He, I hate that move. He has he has the same pepperoni nipples. Salami. Like salami nipples, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like they might have done that spot in the wrong place, though, because he had to roll yeah, on he really rolled far to get Docs on him. And he does his hip toss over. He makes Bateman look good here, though. Yeah, that, but he's so... Fuck, I, I am not a fan of Derek Bateman in this. Uh, Byron keeps interrupting Real, and Real asks if he's going to continue to do that. He says if he was going to continue to do that, he would have just stayed at home and let it happen with his wife because she always interrupts <laughs> Laugh. That was pretty funny. William Regal's got some great one-liners. He's about to get up here. He's going to crack the neck and hit him with a neutralizer. God, or as WWE calls it, a bro Derek because yeah. um, gotcha. Seth Rollins gotcha. did the uh, gotcha, uh, neutralize, Scotch-style neutralizer here. Um, one, two, three. And Puts all over. of his weight on him, too, which is a nice little thing. You never hear anything from Oksana. No, because she's terrible on the mic. He looks the same, dude. He does, man. And like he, but now he just keeps his head to like a little bit more shaved down. You got to think though on this episode, don't we? We get the king, both kings of wrestling. Great tag team that was never touched upon though. Like it, I feel like they could have gotten big in WWE or at least NXT if they'd put them together. I think the timing just didn't work out. I think the characters were going in a complete different direction. Well, and Cesaro was already on the main roster. If you think about it. Yeah, he's not too far out from winning the U.S. title. Yep. I'm gonna see a gooch shot here of uh, Derek Bateman. Don't want to see that. I see enough hair on the legs of Cesaro there, and his uh, nipples. Happy trail there. Nice fluffed happy trail. Floyfed. Here we go. Floyfed. Johnny Curtis getting to stay in the main event though. 
Look at that picture of Johnny Curtis, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> we had a face-to-face -face interaction tonight with Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal ahead of their uh, tournament to finals to crown the new champion. This charisma cyclone right here is suck everything out of the ring. And we get Divas actually coming up next. The last match is Sophie Cortez. Sophia Cortez. I don't like her as a blonde. I don't like that little hole she has in her lips there. Like, look like somebody drilled that in her picture. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I am right. We get this awesome promo here hyping the tournament finals. I'm pretty sure, though, they do use footage here uh, towards the end um, hyping Seth Rollins against Jinder from this taping that we have not seen yet. Well, and you just saw Cesaro with the U.S. belt in that promo, too. Yeah, see? See, like, there's things that technically yeah, haven't happened There's yet. Daniel Bryan. There is uh, Santino Morella kind of hyping, you know, the NXT brand. Being the first, you know, being the first champion, they can never take that away from you unless your name is Chris Benoit. Um, <laughs> but, like, you've got, I just, I hate seeing gender in this because he just does not scream champion to me at this time. Like, no, I was he not really a job under the belt. Seth Rollins seems special. He looks special, he looks different. He's fired, fired up. Up. He's fired up. John yeah. Cena, they even get Cena to do a little promo here. They had The Miz as well talking about it. I think they have... No, Dolph's not in this, is he? Oh, Christian. Christian. Yep, Christian. Christian's there. Christian puts it over hard. This is like when I was such a Christian fan at this time, when he came back and all that stuff. Like I I just remember being like, God, Christian's going to get that world title run. And then he, he did. did. But as, as a heel and stuff, and it, some of the best work they had done. You know, they... Uh... We did. I did the podcast with the um, wrestling purists, and we did Money in the Bank 2011. Mm -hmm. And that match he has with Christian is great. And the match uh, that Christian and uh, Orton have, sorry, and the follow-up match at SummerSlam is even better. I remember us watching Christian lose the belt at the Roman Dome. Because yep. I think we went there because I was like, man, I can't believe they took the belt off Christian. He on the SmackDown? Won, and he just won the damn belt on the ladder match. It was either the Gnome or Friday. It might have been Friday. No, it was the, it was the Gnome because I remember because we, we had the little TV in the booth. Oh, yeah. But we couldn't change the, the turn the volume up and it was right next to that stupid window. And then we drank heavily. Yeah. Per, uh, per, uh, per us. Here's Sophia Cortez coming out. I think she's so hot. Uh, Regal calls her a little firecracker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Regal's got a lot of one-liners about the divas that went fly. He's pretty, yeah, dude, he's got some pretty funny stuff. He kind of comes across pervy like a uh, <laughs> Jerry Lawler. A little bit, a little bit. He talks like, oh. The battle of the uh, the cat prints here. You have the cheetah leopard print versus the uh, tiger print over here. Uh, she's going heel on her. I think she realizes that uh, this is probably going to be her last uh, rodeo right here. I don't know if she had realized that yet because. She actually got fired, what, the week before this aired? It was something like that. Yeah. This is her last, her actual final match. Um, she, she does a good job getting some cheap heat. She's another one of those Thunder Roses that shit follows her everywhere she goes. And this is Eddie's chance to say. Oh, yeah, fuck Thunder Rosa. Um, also, I saw that she asked, for, she requested her release. I hope it's true. I hope, she get, I hope she gets it and goes back into obscurity. Yeah, she can go work some of the locals here around the uh, Tennessee area. Flashing that roast beef. <laughs> no one's gonna get that but us. <laughs> it's fine. I think we're trying to make Tamina into something here, but Tamina's just never been a good worker to me. She's there because of who her father is. She's just very bland. robotic, very robotic bland. And, and bland. Yeah, there's nothing about her that screams, Oh, I'm super special. I give Sophia Cortez um 
a little bit of credit, but here's what she's doing wrong. She should have grabbed the leg she has over the one and applied pressure to it so it pulls it around. Yeah. Use the fulcrum, you dumb bitch. Dumb slut. <laughs> God. That's why she got fired. She got fired for trying for not blowing, so, for so, not blowing build them up. Yeah, that that is also you know she talks. She's one of the spearheaded people about this about Vildemont. So so far, who has been released? Uh, women's wise. So they've released. They release her. her Cameron's or not Cameron's Alicia Fox's sister. I cannot think of her name. Uh, she was it was so there. it was so forgettable that we can't remember. Well, it. We just started calling Alicia Fox's sister. Yeah, is it her older sister? It was, her name was Foxy Brown or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I just. I just remember she was on there. She tagged with Caitlyn, and that was it. Yep, because they they teamed together in FCW. But yeah, oh, it was it was that, that CTE right there, buddy. She didn't turn her head to get the the hair the hair whipped oh, down. Here's comes super here, kick. Here comes, Boom! That was actually a nice super kick from her. I give her that. But one, I just, I two, cover here. two. That was supposed to be finished. And now, like you haven't seen Tamina in months. On, on TV these days. No. She wasn't a tag team, you know, there for a little bit with Natalia, but... Yeah, I think that may... Uh. Oh, here comes the here comes the finish, boys and girls. She's going for the Superfly Splash. This was the best, though, like... I know this is going to sound bad, but, like, presentation-wise to me, this was the best Tamina ever looked. Yeah. like I, I'm just not a fan of her gear. I feel like it just does not suit her. Like, I feel like she actually, like... She looked oh. like a wrestler when, like, later in the time, she just looked like a heavy. Yeah. Like a, a muscle. Like a, like a Curtis Hughes or something. Like, you just, we just have a Mr. Hughes reference? I did. Oh, my he's, God. He's in my friends I made on Facebook now. Oh. <laughs> How many friends do you have on Facebook now that are just wrestling? I don't know. Are you, I just Duke, you and Jim Drosy yeah. friends? No. No, because he's, 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 he's the one. He's the one that told British Bulldog about making synthetic with GHB and, and cornhole his wife when he was asleep. <laughs> Wonder why her ass is hurt. She's getting raped in the middle of the night. <laughs> It's fucking hey, it's wild. God wrestling is so bad, but yet good, and you find out all these bad things you shouldn't. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, fucked up people that are, uh, get put into these these situations. Oh, no, no. Sofia Cortez. No, that's uh, Raquel Diaz, man. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Right. She's, she's extinguishing ugliness door, right? Uh, exfoliating. Oh, oh, sorry, exfoliating. I don't know all these women's uh, things. Uh, like no, boo. Oh, era, those shirts. I, I remember that. I remember those, those shirts. stupid shirts. I had one. It was turquoise. She puts the L on lipstick. Uh, loser. Except she puts the backwards L up because she's stupid. Uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus. No one else has ever worn those little oh, shoulder, shoulder pads. Things. <laughs> it's cold in there. I was about to say it is cold in there. Or she's excited <laughs> one. Or both. I don't know. Figure it she out. Had a, she had Star Heel written all over her. Yeah, but she might have just been a pain in the ass to deal with. She had those nautical stars, and they're like, that, that shit don't no, fly. No. You got some shitty tattoos on you. <laughs> I like how they keep putting the belt in the background there, though. It's kind of nice. Face to face tonight. We're going to scream at each other, and I'm going to freaking wear my turban. I'm smell some shit. Yeah. Uh, smell some shit. It's probably my upper lip. Yeah, you're right. But gender. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Not really a fan of Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is still my least favorite part of this podcast. Oh, there's one next the next week that's pretty bad. They bring the old Funkasaurus in the NXT. Oh, that's not this week. It's not the following week. It's like a couple, oh, weeks, yeah, out, or a couple weeks out. Remember when he comes back and has the serious run in NXT and then he gets released? I, I blacked out. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Now he's using the same character in, uh, in NWA now. 
Here we go, man. Cassius, oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Thin, thin Cactus Jack. Let's go. Thin Cactus Jack. He, he's in great shape. I can't see his tights because they're camo. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate everything. I hate everything you are. Jake Carter's already being reduced to no entrance jobber status here. They still do mention in commentary that he is the son of Big Van Vader. They do. They mention that. It's the first thing I have in my notes. They mention his dad is Big Van Vader. He looks like the Miz. I cannot not see it. I'm sorry, but Tom Tom Latimer, your friend Chris Russo, is just a lanky schlub that shouldn't be in the NXT ring. Sorry. Yeah, man. I'm uh, well, in WA74. Yeah, we didn't fucking talk about that either. It's been a bit. Yeah, uh, poor Alex Taylor getting fucking superplex on the top rope. Fucking, he said he was okay, though, so shout out to Alex Matt, Taylor. Matt Cardona come back lost to a jobber. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. So, are we not going to talk about Jake Carter's uh, tights here at all? Or uh, it's time. He has time. He has well, he has watches on, like the watches you'd get at Route Twenty One. I, I fucking know it's so bad. Like, but I guess he was doing like a. Remember, he had like an internet gimmick because he had his fucking Twitter the first hashtag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And him and uh, Corey Graves are supposed to be like these Hollywood Playboy esque type people. So yeah, I never really quite got the gimmick. Uh, Corey Graves just always looks like a tattooed, supposed to be like a tattooed badass. Like he's like, oh, I'm by myself. supposed to be bad boys. Uh, bad boys. It's weird though, like they broke the, skateboards. they broke the team up, they had their debut match, and then they, they won, and then they broke them up. And you haven't seen Corey Graves since either. No. Which they were like tag team champions in, um, FCW. FCW. When I went and saw them, uh, in around, you know, June of this year, they were tag champions. Cassius Ono, though, man, like this, this right here, Cassius Ono's like a fucking star. And then it yeah. just, I don't know, I don't know what it was, attitude or whatever, just got away from him. But he was being poised as the big heel for this show. Yes. Like it, it's very apparent in the, the, the coming, oh! in the coming weeks and what happens after this match. Fucking boot right to the face. But he, uh, he is, he is. Dead set on being a heel when I like well, it. The problem is, there's guys like Derek. There's like Derek Bateman, and you have guys like Jake Carter, and they literally have no character whatsoever. They have nothing going for them. But look at the people who are getting over. Cassius Ono has a great gimmick. Bray Wyatt, great gimmick. Big E, great gimmick. Seth Rollins, you know, great gimmick. Bo I, Dallas, a cuck. I never understood what what the hell Derek Bateman was supposed to be. Just the guy next door or something. I loved Johnny Curtis. He was just the weird guy. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. I mean, you know, did that kind of stuff. The Ascension, fuck the Ascension, but they had a like a gothic vampire oh! gimmick. These boots to the face, man. Cassie Sono is not playing. This guy's just. This could have been Jake Carter. Could have been the uh, the Mizdow. <laughs> he really could have been. Yeah, he really could have. But like, it just just he doesn't stick around a whole lot longer. I just think there's just no character for his dad to be fucking. He looks nothing Vader. like Vader. Though, which... He he has like no charisma. Vader was all charisma, man. If, if that kid would have came in weighing about three fifty and been that high, if he would have came in, he, I would have believed he was Vader. If son. he would have came in at three fifty and had a fucking singlet on and, and a fucking a, and a fucking mask too, and he had a mask on, he'd be over. He, he would have been the star of NXT. He'd have been like, Oh, Biggie, I'll eat you for lunch. <laughs> little man. Little girl. The demon. The of fear. fear. The demon is fear. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a 
Oh, wrestling nice, nice. ruin. That's a, that's, a, that's a good wrestling ruin uh, reference there. We need to do. Uh, we haven't seen Vader in a while. So, so on wrestling ruin, we are, I was kind of looking at our schedule. Our schedule. There's not a whole lot of WCW for a while. Uh, we, we actually get we actually get a uh, we actually get King of the Ring and an In Your House too before we get Bash of the Beach. Bash of the Beach. Oh shit! In Your House too sucks. Lumberjacks, but the only the good match on that is Sean versus Jarrett. Uh, oh, kick up. Kick him in the face, he comes up. Oh, really? Oh, watch this. Oh, Boom! God, he fucked him up with that elbow. Coming out of nowhere with that Texas tornado elbow. <laughs> tornado. Then he does this, then he does this I, weird fucking I pin. I hate the pin. I hate that pin. Anybody man. that's a man should not be putting another man in a pin like that. I mean, if that's your choice, that's fine. But like in oh. wrestling, it looks very provocative. I hear that's how Duke fans pin people. Go fuck yourself. You're right, though. <laughs> Ask Landry. She knows. <laughs> fucking Duke fans. Fucking NC State fans. Damn right. I don't know if you know this, Travis. Oh. There's tornadoes in the sky tonight. Gene. <sighs> yeah. Did you see a little brother? <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh, he starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. And one of my favorite little comments there, Byron Saxton says, Enough is enough. And Riddle says, No, it's not. <laughs> He's Bobby. He's heated. He's heated. Yeah, like, I, I very much well enjoyed that. Oh, God, dude. He, he rocked him with these fucking elbows. I very much well enjoyed that. Oh, look, he's starting to choke him out. And who are we going to get out there to make the save, Travis? Richie Steamboat. Because guess what? William Regal has a boner right now because he <laughs> loves villains and he loves oh, violence. I can't. Don't look at me right now. Byron, keep your eyes off me. It's a little thing. So, oh, like, God. the way that Cassius uh, went out the ring, he, like, rolled out of the between the bottom and middle rope, it looked cool. And it's something just small like that that, that kind of sticks out to me of, of, of things he does. I hate those velvet kick pads. I hate the, that shit. I guess it's supposed to look like fire. It's supposed to be like a, a dragon, but it looks like you're a 70s shag carpet and couch from your parents' den. Velvet kick pads. Bonnie made me <laughs> wear this outfit. <laughs> She's my mom. Oh, man. So we're getting some highlights here of SummerSlam. Yep. The 25th anniversary <coughs> of SummerSlam. Hope oh, CM Punk there hanging oh, out. Oh, Jake Hager. Slap hands. Slap hands. Tom Ziggler. Oh, great. We get to see his stupid-ass uh, brother fuck you, later. Del Rio. Get to see his stupid-ass brother later, I too, by the way. about it. Bradley Pierce. This is actually pretty funny stuff here with uh, Santino Morella. I feel like uh, the com- all the comedy stuff now is all relegated to... Uh, our truth that's yeah. about it. You haven't seen him lately either, though. I think they're slowly getting... They're just not going to bring the 24-7 title back. Thank God. I just don't think these guys knew what how to react with Santino serving them food. Now, this is some cool stuff here. They show some, like, the the charity work that they do in, you know, these children's hospitals. That I miss that fucking belt so much. I don't I didn't dude, realize. Dude, Seamus, his longevity, like, he's 40... I think he's 43, and he doesn't look, look like he's 43. That he's guy... Aged. That guy... Is a WWE lifer. I and think he deserves I, everything he gets. I think people are finally starting to realize, though, how good Sheamus is. Because there was a long period there where people were like, Sheamus is fucking boring. This is boring to watch. Dude, but would it, it bust was, some ass. But man. it was because that's what he was designed to do. He was supposed to be a heel. He wasn't supposed to be flashy. He wasn't supposed to be. He's supposed to be the guy you didn't want to see. He, but he was getting to the point of the go-away heat, as they call it. Yeah. They start showing all this God, be a star. Polly D from fucking Jersey Shores there. I got boys oh, when I was a kid. So, well, no shit, you stupid idiot. Saw Marlon Wayans there. You see, uh, the fuck's his name? God, I can't think of his name. Um, dude from, uh, fuck. Oh, you're, I, you're, I don't know which dude you're talking about. 
Oh, there's a guy from uh, from the office, and he's also from Sex Drive. Yep. Oh God. Oh, there's the guy Piers Morgan. Why can I not think of his name? Which he one? was in um, uh, The Longest Yard. Oh, uh, Terry Crews. Yeah, Terry Crews. Why? There he is. Yeah, Terry, Terry Crews. I could not remember his name for the life of me. It was terrible. Oh, it's it's crazy seeing this though because like was it two or three years ago, right before the pandemic hit, is when they came out that he was like they 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 was like forced to do like some guys were running yeah, up on him and stuff to get movie roles and stuff. I never pictured Joe Buck as a wrestling fan, but apparently he is. You mean Joe Cuck, absolutely. Yeah, fuck him. I hate him when he's on commentary for football. Really quick about all this, the Be A Star stuff. Do you think they really give a shit about these causes, or is it kind of just PR shit or both? I think I think they really do want to to help people and, and give do stuff for kids and stuff. But any company that does stuff like this is for positive PR for them. They don't. They don't go into it just for that aspect. I mean, but you got to think like if if they didn't want to do things like this, they wouldn't have started them. Yeah. I mean, and you got to think about it like Make a Wish and stuff like that. I mean, they saw the positive impact that's having on people. So why not have something their own? Yeah. And something to get families and children involved during the pay per views and stuff. Give them give them once a lifetime little experience. But a lot of it is that there's a major corporation and they want to have a tax write-off and, and have uh, something to make them look good. Yeah, we're going to get some more uh, hype for the tournament here. <laughs> Bet AEW wishes they had that right well now. <laughs> when Brandy Rose was there, they did. And then they just stopped doing all their charity stuff after they left. Yeah, you don't really see a whole lot there. I mean, like I said... Oh, uh, God. Brett DB, or, uh, Brett DB, Ted DiBiase Jr. is there. Cena's uh, there. Um, I mean, they really are doing a good job of putting over this. Like, they should have shown this on, you know, WWF, like normal WWF TV to get on WWE TV. Tele- television. I can't fucking talk. I'm telling you, having a stroke. <sighs> Just and then they talk about how this is like the stepping stone to being a world champion, which is good. It's cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I really they were trying to make it feel big time, and they they did a good job in my eyes. But like, I feel like this would have been better, like you said, on SmackDown or Raw. Instead of did you know this segment or something like show this? Oh, here it is the, the best music entrance theme of all time now. Killer Cuddy's main eventing his feud with Tyson. Kid is ever never ending. <laughs> we get uh, we get Johnny Curtis and Michael McGillicuddy taking on Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. They actually have matching gear, technically. Well, they, they, look at him. He's smelling his jacket. Oh. Jim Ross is out here now, by the way, guys. In case you're a they keep, they keep talking, wrestling sausage. They keep talking about how Michael McGillicuddy is something special. You know, Dr. Death was still around. He could have caught you at home when uh, Curtis Axel thing or two here now. Get my barbecue sauce. That, Did you pull the ketchup well, and cuck? I want some more. William Regal made up funny things. Like, Did you see what McGillicuddy and Curtis drove up in today? Oh, God. I had that in my notes. Hold on. <laughs> and I will talk about it. He talks about it here. Look at that. They're all weird. Like, he's, like, he's like, get off me, man. <laughs> so we get, the, we get the tag team of Gabriel and Justin, or Tyson Kidd and Justin Gabriel. Holy shit. I love this tag team. I hate that they're coming out separately. But yeah, Regal says that, that they showed up in a rusty old van that Michael and Johnny have arrived in, being creepy in Disney. Yeah. Well, like something that they were trying to give candy out of or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It was like, and Jim Ross starts talking to her about, well, that's the price, man. That's the price. That's the price. I'm going to see him He's a player, man. He's a player. He's a chipper. Blue chipper. Blue chipper. That's a blue chipper right there, Vince. 
God, get an updated video with Gabriel with his wolf hair. Yeah, dude, he looks. He, he they they scream this, money. This man. is a tag team that should have. He also has very low tights. I don't like it. Could have been cool. He's trying to show off the, just you know, just the tip, just for the ladies, you know, just the tip. So they do talk about as well. Uh, Richie Steamboat has made a challenge for Cassius Ono. Oh hell yeah, good good. Let's do that because Richie Steamboat needs to get beat down by another heel to extinguish his baby face run. Kill a cutty. Let's get weird. <laughs> he's like holding him by the neck like he's about to kiss him. I'm gonna kill a cutty like he's about to lose He's like, dude, he's like, get the fuck out of here. Tyson Not Kidd. Baby old. Uh, he is oiled to the fucking gills. Lucky guy, Tyson Kidd, by the way. So, yeah, so I actually just saw something too where a news story came out that he was given $10 million. Um, I don't know if it was from, from like a, a, um, Insurance settlement or what with WWE from that neck injury he received. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, out of good graces, they, they gave him a job as an agent, which he does amazing agent work. Oh, he's amazing. Amazing agent. He has a mind for the business. Like, I mean, he does a lot of the women's matches, but he does a really good job. I mean, Was he, he not has some kind of insurance policy on this. That's what I'm assuming. Like, I didn't click on the article. Look at this. This move is freaking amazing. Look at this. Yep. It's just, that's just Tyson Kidd, though. You don't see shit like that. Anywhere these days. I think if he would have been the size of a, a bulldog, and just a little bit bigger, a little bit taller, he would have been huge in Imag- the WWE. Okay, picture this. Imagine his skills inside Harry Smith. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that would have been Vince McMahon's wet dream. Oh, yeah. And maybe less spot baby old for Harry, but you know. There's, there is like a rumor that Harry Smith may be coming back to WWE. Now yeah, well, it's because they, they fucking signed him, and then he worked like two dark matches, and then, uh, yeah, we're done. He had a backstage interview segment, or like a .com interview segment, he was gone. But that guy is money. We've seen him twice in NWA shows, and he is stupendous. That was a great move. The whole flip around. Oh, yes. Back like a, like a, yeah, oh, man. So I'll talk a little bit about the tag team, the history of J- Justin Gabriel and Tyson Kidd. On the March 29th episode of Superstars... Justin Gabriel defeated uh, Tyson Kidd in singles competition. They shook hands and agreed to become a tag team. So this was March 2012. They then competed in a tag team match at WrestleMania 28 for the WWE tag titles in a triple threat match against Primo and Epico and the Usos, with Gabriel suffering an elbow injury during that match. So that's why the team was kind of hot and cold there for a while. Uh, They would... Once he came back, they would continue to team uh, together um, on on again, off again throughout 2012. And then the team would break up in January 2013 uh, when Justin Gabriel suffered another injury. It was a knee injury. And Tyson Tyson Kidd also got injured. So they just couldn't stay healthy. Uh, Tyson's kind of been the highlight of NXT along with Michael McGillicuddy. I think we can argue. Oh, God. That clothesline was great. The sell was most of that, but that clothesline looked fantastic. I, I do hate that Tyson Kidd was not in the tournament for the belt. Yes. I feel like he was one of the mainstays on the first six episodes or so. Man, I would have... he wasn't in the tournament. Because Michael McGillicuddy got got knocked out in the semifinals, but I think you could have had that been a first-round match, him and Tyson. It would have... I mean, we've seen it, but it, it would have tore the house down again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of... I mean, we just saw... We saw what Drew and Seth have back-to-back weeks where they were the main event, and then they had a match where they were in the first round, so... They were really good. I mean, they were both really good. Some of the best matches we've seen so far on uh, NXT. Oh. Oh, yeah. I like, like, like that uh, elbow sleeve there, Fondango. Who it's hates Knoxville, apparently. Can't fly into this shitty town. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're creeping up. I mean, it's wild. You know, some of these guys, you know, have, have kind of, I've been interacting with and have been talking to. And, and um, he's probably one of the top heels of NGW. Mm-hmm. I enjoy, I enjoy all, uh, old Fondango's work, Dirty Curdy. Uh, I love that they threw toilet paper at him instead of streamers. Even oh, though yeah. that uh, toilet paper used to cost a mint back yeah, in the yeah. pandemic here. It's, it's going to be wild one day to sit down and be like, people are going to be like, what was it like to live in 2020? And we're going to be like, we got to stay at home. And it was fun. Got to stay home for but two we months. we were adults. Got to stay yeah. home for two months. But and I played a lot of Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, man. I think they really could have done more. If they could have stayed healthy, I think they probably would have been a top tag team in, in the WWE. Oh, they would definitely have been in Fatal 4 Ways out of nowhere and stuff. Lord, my phone went off. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Look there. We got some people into it, though. Clapping. They're not sitting on their hands, which is always a good sign. Crowd's invested a little bit. Guy down there with his uh, CM Punk Nexus shirt on. I used to have that shirt. I used to have that shirt, too. It's on sale on eBay right now. Anybody <laughs> wants it? $75. Oh, my God. Is it really going for that much? Yeah. There's no extra larges on there. <laughs> So with your with your eBay store, have you sold a bunch of T-shirts? Have you sold any? Hmm. So quite a few. Lindsay, my my wife now was like, "Oh, you just take those to Goodwill." I'm like, "No, no." I was like, "They made these wrestling shirts one time, and every once in a while they might release like a retro shirt." But like a lot of people like are into the retro shirt thing is more of a thing than I ever realized. Well, concert concert tees have always been that mm-hmm. way. So a lot of it, kind of like you said. Usually, if they produce a guy, like you're not going to find a Bad News Barrett shirt. Or you're not mm-hmm. going to find uh, a Tyson Kidd shirt or a Michael McGillicuddy shirt now. They're not going to make another one. They're not going to make a Nexus CM Punk shirt again. If you had that original Ringer CM Punk tee, which I did, but I fucking wore it so much that... Uh, the one that the one that we both yeah, had? Yeah, and then we had the, I had the, the knee, knee to face one yeah. or something. And like you wear it one time, and it's white, and it's got a pit stain on it or something afterwards. Well, that problem is their shirts shrink really bad. Oh, shit. Oh, especially back in 2011, 2012. What was he going for? I don't know. Booker T-ish? I don't know. It was like a flipping uh, centom. He he, he missed. I always always felt like my shirts rose about two inches in the front after the first time I washed them. And then it became like a belly shirt. And I was like, fuck. Then I'd have to buy a new shirt. And WWE knew what they were doing. It was almost like a Phoenix Splash. Oh, oh, he almost he almost slipped. Yeah, that was close. Tyson almost slipped there. Ropes are really loose on top. Oh, with a nice little heel kick there. Oh, right to the right to the ribs. Oh, Ooh. Tyson just made everything look so effortlessly, so crisp. So the wild thing is, you know, we've kind of break it down where everybody is right now. Johnny Curtis, aka Dirty Dongo, he's you know he's working the Indies. Uh, he's been working. I uh, oh he worked uh, NWA. I know he was teaming with JTG. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael McGillicuddy. Work and Tyson both working as agents in the back. Mm-hmm. Ooh. That was cool. Said so that he changed camera angle to show you that he kind of didn't miss the leg. Yeah. And Justin Gabriel was in Ring of Honor there for a while. Yeah. But I don't really know what he is doing now. And I'm not really seeing a whole lot. I'm not. I'm not really, really sure. But um, somebody I saw somewhere the other day was pretty deadly. Just on the you know unified the NXT tag titles. They're like. Pretty Deadly doesn't face Brazongo somewhere along their tag title reign. He says, what does all this mean? Because I think that would be, it put over some great comedy matches. Well, we've talked about it. The longevity of... Oh, Oh, he missed. They slipped. Oh, man. 
He tried it though. It, I mean, but they jumped right back on it. They don't um, give. They didn't give time to breathe. Like you know, for them to get a that you fucked up chant. They went right back to action, which is great. And they didn't try the spot again. Yeah, a lot of people would have tried the spot again. They're like we're gonna go home here, boys. And I they just are. My hand skull. It's fine. A flipping like almost. It's like a heart attack, attack into a blockbuster. blockbuster, and a three count. Justin Gabriel gets the win over Dirty Dongo, aka Johnny Curtis. That is that sure we had. You were not wrong. Damn right. I can picture that shit out there in the crowd. I had all those, those shirts. Were, these were good times. What's man. the most expensive shirt you've sold on eBay? I thought I sold one for eighty-five. What was it? I think it was that gray Triple H shirt from back in the day that had the two skulls on the side and a little white writing in the middle. Some mark, like, some mark, two thousand eight or something. Some mark paid eighty five dollars for that. Yeah, not worth it. So it's on. <laughs> Got my set up. You had a Triple H shirt. Yeah, you were so cool. <laughs> I know. I had a Mr. Kennedy shirt too, the one that says uh, "Nice guys finish last" or something on the back. I saved that shirt because it was like the only Kennedy shirt they put out. But it got it shrunk up. It's like everything else. We're getting this face to face between Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal next. Some of these shirts though are so old that they still have the damn WWE authentic tag in the back instead of it printed on the shirt. Oh yeah, I remember when they used to do that. I'm so glad when they started printing the tag on the sh- inside of the shirt. Oh, Cassie Sono, shadow boxing here. Oh, we get the- I wish you'd have hit Bradley Pierce right now. Goddamn Bradley Pierce. Bradley Pierce still wearing the same fucking blue shirt now with some kind of off red fucking suit. He looks like the guy pretending to be an interviewer. Yeah, it's very unkempt. Like, his tie's not even tight. Yeah, it, yeah, it's like he's very, just all over the place. Cassius says he hurts people and also he accepts Richie's challenge. What did you do? Just elbowed fucking Briley right in the mouth. He looks like his brother there. Yeah, he does. Get out of there. Your fucking jacket sucks. What'd you do? What'd you do? Get Chris Russo's fucking jacket tips? Aww. I'll tell you right now, no. Should have made Chris Russo the damn backstage interviewer and Bradley Pierce the ring announcer. Okay. At least he looked the, looked the part. He could have pulled a Greg Hamilton tan off and some spiky hair. Chris Russo could never do that. He looks too much like Herman Munster. <laughs> looks like Eddie Munster. Yeah, he's got the fucking saggy eyes like he's been up doing cocaine for six hours. He probably has. Shout out to NWA. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, like, I just, Chris Russo's not a, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I'm not really a fan either. But, to each his own. We the Gold Rush Championship match here. If you will. If you will. Here the Miz more. here. Always looking, always looking on point, the Miz with the purple tie. Fucking Christian wearing that damn All-Stars tank top, which looked weird. Oh, man. Daniel yeah. Bryan. Daniel Bryan puts over Seth Rollins that he worked for years in the indies. I, I miss Daniel Bryan. He made things feel important. Yeah. I mean, Bryan Danielson's cool in AEW, I guess, but I miss Daniel Bryan. Oh. At least he wouldn't have been getting a concussion every two weeks in WWE if he was still there. Yeah. 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 Look at my turban. It's real cool. <laughs> Booker T. Pity's the fool. Yeah. Because Booker T's in this now, and I like that. Former five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time WCW champion. Then he's actually oh. a world champion because he's. He wants to uh, King Booker. Booker. 
God, I hate Byron Saxon's little pencil strap, pen. His chin strap. strap. <laughs> there is some weird voiceovers in this episode, though. It's like I noticed they, that as well. They throw them in there. It's like Byron Saxon had to do voiceovers, and it doesn't quite match up. Like, Seth Rollins is an XT. <laughs> That's what Sean said. He is. And it, Seth Rollins for champ. The guy was... God, what is that shirt jersey's wearing down there? Oh, it's a, it has a big C, C on, on it. it. It's like almost like the Chappelle Show C a little bit. A little bit. Probably for cunt. Somebody's wearing a uh, RVD shirt back there. We get Seth Rollins out of here introduced first. Oh, He's wearing yeah, the NXT shirt. Mosh, mosh around the belt. Just the fucking time, though. Yeah, my yeah, fucking yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's fucking go. I took my shirt in my fucking tights. Ah. My little wiener's going to hold it down. <laughs> Allegedly, I'm not going to see the pictures. I did not see the pictures. God, Seth, quit headbanging. I get it. it was your gimmick. Fuck. It's ironic that, you know, he got his start for WWE in NXT. No more band shirts. His wife got her start in NXT. Nope. And That's now they're married with kids. Just think at this time, like, think back to this time, like, there's no shield. Nope. Like, the shield is not a thing. I mean, and then in a couple, in just a few months, he changed. They changed the face of wrestling a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know, we rag on uh, John Moxley with uh, is Moxley bleeding or John Moxley bleeding? Um, Sadly, he didn't it all out, which fucking ruins the Twitter (laughs) experience. He um, he he contributed a lot to that group. He was the mouthpiece of that group. Yeah, and I thought he was going to be the the star. And I really thought Roman Reigns was going to be the one that fizzles out. I did too. And he's on top of the world. You got to think. People could sit there and say Mox is the wrestler of the year. He's not. I don't like his AEW run as champion. It was a lot of bullshit garbage matches and everything. He may have cut some cool promos. But the match quality that both Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins have, Moxley doesn't touch it. I'm no. sorry. No, I, I know. I know. Punk and, said that he's not even the third best. Uh, he's the third best person in his group, or in, in both his groups, or whatever. He, and it's hard to argue. Roman Reigns' heel work has been great. I think it told a great story. Seth Rollins as a heel, it always tells a great story. The stuff he does, you know, like going back to you know dressing up as Dusty and the polka dots against Cody coming out as Elton John at the Clash of the Castle, yeah, exactly here, looking like a dragon. I mean, it's just it's just so good, and Moxley just screams and bleeds. That's what I feel like. I feel like he he's still he's still a good mouthpiece, but I feel like he feels like like to me the work rate is second over yeah. him cutting the promos and the entrance. He's just a brawler. He still does the stupid wacky line too. I wacky used, line. I remember you could always count on it about three times in the WWE match. He'd be like, "What? What? What?" Clothesline. I think I think someone who does a better kind of version of that is actually Tyler Bate. Tyler Bate does the um, where he springs off his uh, shoulders and neck, and then he turns around and catches him with a vicious looking clothesline. Yeah, I love Tyler Bate. Tyler, Tyler Bate, Tyler Tyler Bate. Yeah, great match as well. I really think that you'll see when NXT Europe comes back, or, or you know Europe comes back around. A lot of these guys they let go from. NXT UK will probably be back. I think a lot of that was is, hey, we're not going to move you over here and not put you on TV, and then you could be out making money on the indies here, you know, kind of thing. I don't think there just wasn't enough spots to move everyone from NXT UK to NXT in America. I know. I think there's a lot of guys who, I mean, I don't know if this is the right term. It's not no disrespect. There's a lot of dead weight. 
Yeah. I mean, um, Trent Seven and Tyler Bay as a tag team is pretty good. Trent Seven was kind of having a heel run. Mm-hmm. Um, that one kind of surprised me, but I could see him being like, listen, I don't really want to go to America. Yeah, and that's a lot of it, too. A lot of these guys don't don't, don't want to be in America. Um, then you have guys like uh, Nathan Frazier, who you put over as having a great match with uh, A-Kid, which is ACM, I think it's his name now. Um, having a best of three series, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how that builds. How I still haven't watched the match. I think you said it's we good. need to add it to the list. It's good. But I would think I would wait until we see the last one before we see which one you add to it. This promo from him is generic heel. I'm a foreign heel bullshit. Seth, like I said, Seth Rollins actually has a personality in his promo. Jinder Mahal here, not so much. I was my birthright to be champion. Blah, 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 blah. Shove a fucking camel dick in your mouth. <laughs> Fuck. So this sucks. I get it. You wanted somebody that no one's going to cheer when you crown your first champion. And you fucking got it. Because no one cheers Jinder Mahal. Uh, I, I would like I like to hope that Jinder Mahal doesn't last much longer in NXT after this. I'm um, assuming maybe a few more shots. But God, please get him out of here. I like 3M. I like, Ooh, that was a nice yeah, one. Uh, 3MB Jinder uh, more so than this. <laughs> when he's air guitar in it out. Goddamn when he right. comes back and he is ripped as hell though, that he he looked the part then. Still didn't put on the great greatest matches. But he got a damn WWE title run off of his physique. Like I just ah man. Gender in those stupid boots. Uh, get close lines him out. So this is what they showed on um <laughs> on the little promo video earlier in the show of them going after each other and this was it. Seth Rollins still the only person really doing um, Tope Suicides. This is also shaved Seth Rollins too. He didn't have the body hair like he does now. That's weird. Trevor. Yeah, I just know. I just noticed it because there's no happy trail, treasure and, trail. And this is gonna be the end of this episode. Seth Rollins standing tall. How about next I week? Off the rope on you. Next week we're gonna get ourselves a title match to crown the very first ever NXT, which the whole champion, which the whole freaking. Locker room has to stand on the stage for 25 minutes. And watch the whole fucking show. <laughs> Which I felt bad for them because I'm like, man, like, we get it. You want us to make it feel like a big deal, but at least give them some fucking chairs. Something. Yeah, because they stand up there the entire time. I think Curtis Axel's on the far right side, and he's got his foot on the light, and he's just kind of leaning. God damn it. He's like, this, fuck this, up. Is, this is fucking bullshit. But, like, yeah. Gender, gender Mahal, not, not my favorite part of NXT at all. And I can't wait, because I think this is getting towards the end of the Jinder Mahal era. Thank fucking Christ. And we're 12 episodes, no, 10 episodes in, so he makes it to like 11 or 12 episodes, I think, and he's done. So, who would you say is the breakout star this week? I'm going to go Cassius Ono. I think he definitely um, submits himself as the heel here. He gets starts a new feud with uh, Richie Steamboat. Gets promo time in the back with the god-awful Briley Pierce. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like he's the breakout star. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I also, you know, with Match of the Night, I also, I've got to give it to Cassius Sono. I, mm-hmm. I actually, the tag match was all right. There was a couple of botches in it. Um, but I still feel like, to me, Cassius Ono had the best match. And he went in there and had the best, strongest showing to get himself over. It wasn't a complete squash. It was, you know, a five-minute match. Mm-hmm. And he they made the most of his time. And it's building up to that feud with Richie Steamboat that's about to happen. So mm-hmm. pretty excited about that. Next week's episode, guys, following this, it's going to be the championship match between Seth Rollins and Jinder Mahal. We're about to strike gold, baby. 
Yeah, so all, we also get Camacho and Hunico versus uh, Jason Jordan and Mike Dalton in a return match after they got that Cinderella victory. And mm-hmm. also, we get another uh, sighting, not for very long, of Big E Langston. Oh, yeah. Great, though. He kind of sta- kind of does the five count in this this uh, match, but they don't call it that. He just kind of lays on the guy for like an extra three or four seconds. He keeps staring and yelling. So I'm like, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, Big E Langston beats the jobber. <laughs> Travis, what you got for us? Uh, we finished up our toy show run <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Um, just, just, uh, just wasn't what we were thinking it was going to be. Kind of got the shit in the uh, stick on some tables and stuff that we were supposed to have four eight footers. Ended up with uh, two eight footers and two round round guys, um, and we were put into a corner room with the lights off. With the lights off, and we had to figure out how to make that work. So. Um, you know, kind of disappointed on that, made a little bit of money, you know, had fun with you guys, but just that overall experience of that wasn't wasn't what we were thinking it was going to be or hyped ourselves up for it to be. Um, I think I would rather be a goer to these things than one that sits there and does them going forward. So probably probably the last toy show I'll do for a while, except going to NGW shows and setting up. Um, uh, still selling stuff, and speaking of that, still selling stuff over there. TGL the man 12 on eBay. Um, immediately after I left that toy show, went in there, put everything I could that we had at the show on eBay and made a shit ton of money compared to what we made there. So, so uh, paid for Eddie a tank of gas to go see ghost. Woo. It's on ultimate warrior. Um, but yeah, still selling some over there. Uh, we've got wrestling ruin. We're planning on recording that on Friday. It's going to be a late, it's going to be a late. Yeah, that, that episode won't be out probably until next, the following weekend. Um, but I'm really excited to record it. Our notes. I've watched it two times. Maybe we'll watch it again to give myself a little refresher. Uh, Why? I'm just punishing myself. Why? It's because so bad. It's our WrestleMania. Damn it. I, I will say this. I will say this. It's bad. It's still not uncensored 95, 95 bad. Which we went in uncensored 95 not knowing really what to expect. And it was bad. But we've better, we've known this show sucks. But then when you sit there and you're like, yeah, but it could have been worse. But then you can sit there and be like, yeah, it could have been fucking better. But at least it kind of made sense in the end. Uncensored 95 didn't make any sense. Uh, Brandon Brandon uh, got hit with the vid. So he's he better now. Kind of put us behind on recording with that. So. You know, uh, just just making schedules work and everything, trying to trying to get get you guys some content out, um, and and I think well, we uh, actually I have two weeks of uh, the wrestling purists coming up. I have uh, Fall Brawl two thousand, which got pushed to next week, and then me and Eddie are returning for a uh, episode of the shoot again, <laughs> episode two. Uh, just found that out today. Apparently, with everything going on, there's a lot to be said amongst us. Uh, uh, wrestling fans here that uh, got and we fans. had some more stuff come out about Chris Keith. Keith. Uh, good old uh, lick my hammer, Chris Keith. Um, so looking forward to that. Talking with those guys is always fun, and you know, and then apparently uh, we're gonna be on Rants After Dark. Oh, yeah, well, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's announced it yet, so we'll keep that one quiet. We're gonna keep it quiet about what we're covering, but we were asked to. Uh, me and Eddie both were come asked to be a host or guest stars on uh, Rants After Dark. So fuck you, Fat Tony. <laughs> He's gonna be waiting there. I hope you are. I'll kick you right in your stupid fleshy spot where your dick used to be. We're definitely gonna have to drink for this show. Oh, I'm drinking, dude. It's so bad. <laughs> so it's, bad. It's, it's the best. It's one. a series, it's and the, it's the worst yeah. one of the series. It's the best it's, one. It's debatably the worst one of the series. But uh, we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll crash that out when Brandon wants to. But. 
it uh, I always look forward to hanging out with those guys and talking wrestling. And when we do the King of the Ring, there is one more thing. High Spots was running a sale, 100 DVDs for $100. I bought a $100 box of DVDs. I have not opened it yet, so I have no idea what's in it. I'm, I'm going to laugh. There's some NGW DVDs. We're, we're going to open that bad boy up. We may even go live while we're doing it so we can entertain you guys. But 100 DVDs, there's going to be a shit ton of stuff in that box. And a lot of them are probably never watch. But I figured it was a good enough deal. I could probably make some money off of it. Your turn. <laughs> oh, fuck. Seth over at High Spots, we love you. Uh, yeah, guys, so uh, NGW, next show is October 16th at the Newport National Guard Armory in Newport, Tennessee. So far, we've announced uh, Dalton Castle and the Boys. We have also announced JTG. Mm-hmm. Also announced the uh, Eastern States champion, Logan Easton LaRue. If Lash isn't there, I'm going to riot. Travis may riot because I don't think Lash is going to be there. We won't Lash. We won't Lash. Corporal Cajun. <clears throat> he was a raging Cajun. Um, and then we also just announced uh, Danny Moe making her return, who actually was just on Raw, uh, not this past week, week before. Yep. So uh, that's pretty cool. She actually tapped out the Oscar. Yep, that's cool. It's cool to see. It's cool to see people uh, like from the local wrestling scene show up on a Monday Night Raw because it's just just feels big time. No matter no matter who you are, that's got to feel big time to them and then for like the people that have kind of help show their talents to the world. It's got to have them a little bit of pride inside, too, that they were a small part in helping that helping that happen. Yeah, guys. We're also um, selling advertising spots for that. Definitely check that out at nextgentn.net. Uh, you can get your tickets there as well. Uh, more announcements are coming. There's some bigger names coming. I know of uh, some, some names from the past in WWE. Also some more independent guys that are uh, kind of some big stars on the, on the indie scene. So uh, stay uh, stay up to date at NextGenTN uh, on all social medias. Uh, guys, um, Wrestling Ruin, we talked about that at Wrestling Ruin. Follow us there. Listen to the podcast. It's really funny. It's really good. Uh, the last episode of uh, Wrestling Ruin is probably one of my favorites. Um, and of course, guys, at the NXT Evolution, um, you know, at all social medias, listen to us on here. Um, Travis, I really think, you know, um, we might separate uh, Wrestling Ruin into its own podcast. I'm wrestling might, Recommendations. Uh, yeah, sorry. Wrestling, wrestling Recommendations. I'm sure uh, that uh, cuck of a producer we have, TJ Bowser, would enjoy that and his, uh, his uh, mothership uh, Project Louder down there. Yeah. Shout out to Project Louder. He's our Tony Khan because he's every time we message him, I feel like he gets the bewildered look on his face. Like, I was, I was supposed to drop the podcast? What? 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 I sent you the podcast, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, last week. Okay. Oh, 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 okay. Where is it? <laughs> I feel like next time he does that, just send him that gift and he'll, he'll understand. But I'm very appreciative to, to, you know. He does a lot of hard work. He, he makes us sound as good as we possibly can. Last, uh, for wrestling recommendations, for some reason the mic was very uh, loud. I, I was trying to get that fixed with this episode, so hopefully it sounds a lot better this episode. Um, but keep listening to us, guys. Uh, next episode, we're going to see Seth Rollins uh, take on Jinder Mahal for the very first NXT Heavyweight Championship. So until next time, I am Eddie, and this is... Travis. We will see you later. Bye. Fuck you, Thunder Rosa. Bitch. <laughs>